Hey everyone, my name is Brendan Patrick, that's Sophie Green, and you're listening to the Superlit Podcast. Ooh. <laughs> Hello? Are you going to no. hit me with the intro music? Oh, can we get some intro music? <laughs> <laughs> Superlit Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBTQIA community. Hello, Sophie. Hi. <laughs> I thought you weren't going to respond it's... for a second because it looked like you were just like, you're right. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're right. It is a bi-weekly podcast. So, <laughs> as you can tell, Sophie and I both have a cold. Maybe yeah. it just sounds like I do. Uh, I think I sounded more sick yesterday, but I can hear out of both ears now. So that's like very exciting. Oh, stunning. 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 Oh. oh this week we're. With a little bit of honey in it. Oh, stunning. Stunning. I was about to say the same. Oh, stunning. This week we're <laughs> talking about Siren Queen by Nevo. And um, I just want to start off by if you. <laughs> this. Once again. This is a Once visual again, podcast. Yeah, this visual <laughs> podcast. The the book in which we are reading about, or talking about, I should say. Um, the cover art for this is beautiful. And Regina. I think it matches the book really well, too. Mm-hmm. I would say. Um, yes, sir. It would, I loved pulling this out of my bag every day and looking at it, because I just think it's like visually stunning. Um, and sometimes that's why I pick up a book, too. Like, Are you oh, telling me you cool. judge a book by its cover? I absolutely, <gasps> with my photo brain, go, is this cool picture? We are reading about the Siren Queen by Nevo, and um, we got this at the end of October, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I think, did you find this on a, a book list? Is that how this happened? Is this how this Yeah. Happened? No, I think I found it on a book list, but I also, hold on, let me... We were looking for books that we could have read. Oh, okay. So this season. Yeah, this author this author also wrote published a book last year called The Chosen and the Beautiful, which I haven't read, but was also on a lot of lists. So I recognize the author's name. So I was like, all right, Mm -hmm. let's give this a try. And I I think I just read the back. I skimmed the back and I was like, sorry, I'm just looking at the author's information and Uh their birthday is on December 4th. Oh they're Sagittarius. Which and means you're friends. We're friends, and that means their birthday is the day after Brendan Fraser's, which is the day Ooh. of the line. It's very okay. important. And then week. Christmas can start. We've had That's another right, bitch. day. Yeah. I'm uh, just going to keep adding days until it's like Christmas Eve, and I'm like, okay, you can put the tree up. Yeah. I mean, that's when we put it up in my family. Um oh, cute. So I'm going to read the inside book sleeve. And this girl. No maids, no funny talking, no fainting flowers. Lulu Wei is beautiful, talented, and desperate to be a star. 
coming of age in pre-code Hollywood. Do you know what that means? Pre-code? Code being capitalized? I'm assuming that means something... To like Union? Pre-code Hollywood was the brief area of the American film industry between widespread adoption of sound in film 1929 enforcement of motion picture production code censorship guidelines, popularly known as the Hayes Code. Oh. oh. Okay. I meant to look that up the before we started reading Hayes it. Hayes Code is basically like... The Hayes Code is like censorship guidelines that exist now, which is why we have like rating systems and oh. movies and stuff like that. Sorry, I'm reading the Wikipedia page. That's okay. While you do that, I'll read the rest of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, sleeve. Um, coming of age in pre-code Hollywood, she knows how dangerous the movie business is and how limited roles are for a Chinese-American girl from Hungarian Hill. But she doesn't care. She'd rather play a monster than a maid. But in Luli's world, the worst monsters in Hollywood are not the ones on the screen. The studios want to own everything from her face to her name to the woman she loves, and they run on a system of bargains made in blood and ancient magic, powered by the endless sacrifice of unlucky starlets like her. For those who do survive to gain their fame, success comes with a steep price. Luli is willing to do whatever it takes, even if that means becoming a monster herself. Siren Queen offers up an enthralling exploration of an outsider achieving stardom on her own terms in a fantastical Hollywood where the monsters are real and the magic of the silver screen illuminates every page. I will say with books that are based in like, I would say like realism with like a, like with magic woven in, I sometimes have a hard time following where the magic is. Yeah. So magical realism. I sometimes have a hard time with that when reading it. If it's like Mm -hmm. a TV show, I can like I I get it. There were times where in the book I was just having like light difficulty in the like older years of her like life, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um kind of trying to figure out like, oh, is this like is this are we actually talking about a fire right now, like in this particular moment, or are we talking about something else? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just because I um Sometimes I have a hard time stepping into worlds like this. That doesn't mean that I didn't like the book. I had a good time reading it. Um, I just wanted to put that out there because sometimes um, brains like this make my brains book (laughs) brains like this books like this this make my brain go burr burr. The fan turns on. (laughs) One of the like like... (laughs) sounds like the computer's about to pass out. This book has a lot of really good reviews because it's a good book, but also I only go on Goodreads to find the shitty people. So oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm a hater. Um, <laughs> oh, but, me? A hater. Oh, me? I'm a hater. But uh-huh. there was like what the like one of the top, top bad reviews was like a person be like, listen, I need my fantasy to have really established rules and like an understanding of what's going on. I was like, do you need like, do you like want to open a book and read like guidelines? Like, what are you to like uh, I don't calm down? That. They were like so you have to read mad the book to figure out how the world like, works. A paragraph explaining how all the like everything works. And I was like, okay, so you just simply have no imagination. So it sounds like, like you didn't want to read the book because it sounds if you like read you just wanted to you, read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you figured it. I, but I might be dumb, period. <laughs> not ignorant, but I'm not <laughs> stupid. Because I, you have to read books like this to like figure out what their like system of magic is, if you will. 
And you have to like Yeah, it's also not like a traditional fantasy where it's like, okay, here's the magic system and we're all in a magic school and we're learning yeah, about magic. It's not meant to be like everyone knows the magic exists. It's more like <laughs> these people do can do these things. Like her her dad with her like the with the magical powders that he can do. Mm-hmm. So like he has like creams and powders and stuff that like people would come to him for to stop them from like aging, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And like you can see at one point in the book they're they're like not working as well because he's not in his homeland anymore. So like you just have to like read the book to figure it out. If you <laughs> it's not that hard. It's not that hard. Uh, but yes, the book um, follows uh, Luli, and that's actually not her name. I could not, I'm not kidding for the life of me, remember what her actual name is. Me either. <laughs> because I, I feel like I know it's in the book, I think, if I remember correctly. Should be at the in, beginning of the book. Yeah. Um, I think it's there, but then. Wait, I is her like name not? A, no, it's not. That's her sister's name. And she stole oh, it. Shit. I thought that, that was, was like the her whole name and then she changes it to something. Yeah, and like you're you're not supposed to like use your real name because um it'll get taken away from you. One second. I literally cannot remember it for the life of me. I think that's the point. I don't think she's supposed to like have a name until she uses her sister's she name. She definitely has one though. She absolutely does. I I might have missed it in reading it because it this did take me a bit to read. Um and usually I'm very good at remembering the main character's name, but as soon as she started going by her sister's name, I was like, Oh, yep, that's it. Brain forget everything else now. But I I actually really like her sister's name, so I'm glad that that's the name she went with. But it's just very funny that, like, when um, she, like, I want to say in, like, maybe the fifth chapter is when that happens. The book is broken up into parts. I believe there's three or four parts. Mm -hmm. Um, And right at the end of the first part, I think, is when she gives that name. And I was like, oh, this is going to have awful repercussions, like, immediately, right? (laughs) It has to. Um, oh, there's then, like no way. Yeah, yeah. And then and then we meet Greta. <laughs> I loved Greta, Caroline. Greta. She's great. I know. I was just imagining her and her little stinky boyfriend. I know, little rat boy. <laughs> little rat boy. Yeah, I really liked those two. I was sad with what obviously what was going on with her and what happens to her eventually. Um. Mm-hmm. But I was sad when, like, further along in the book, like, she's not there anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I was just like, can we get more Greta time? <laughs> Give me more of that Greta. What if we have more of that? What if the book was about Greta? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I just, I think I had the Sophie thing where I was like, side character? <laughs> I love mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Did you have anything you wanted to add? Mm-hmm. Well... This is not necessarily related to the book, but a lot of people are, are sorry. I'm just like skimming through comments because I was trying yeah. to see if someone said what her OG name was. Uh-huh. A lot of people compare this to Evelyn Hugo, which is like another book that I have like always kind of had in the back of my brain. Uh-huh. 
um the seven husbands of evelyn hugo so i'm like curious maybe we should actually read that now she sounds like she has a really good silk robe collection just based on the amount of husbands she's had oh you should see the cover oh is it beautiful yeah it's i mean it's just like a woman in a beautiful green dress but oh great i love that for me this um, book reminded me of um future feeling that book that took place in 20xx yeah that like didn't have i think just like the way like the style of like the magical realism like how that Uh worked because like their universe was like kind of magical realism very like kind of like train of thought almost like you feel like you're just kind of not really reading some it's not it doesn't have like a traditional structure necessarily yeah this one definitely does i would say i think the thing that threw me off just a little bit and then i got used to it was when you'd be reading and then you'd see in parentheses Jane comes in and it's like, oh, I bet you were cute then. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> who let her in? Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Jane did. It oh was Jane. God. Yeah, I don't know who Jane is. You don't find it <laughs> literally the end of the book. I kept going, okay, we're we're about to find out who Jane is, right? Like, that's, that's what's going to happen? No. Mm-hmm. No, the, I feel like the book had, like, interesting pacing because it was, yeah. like, ramped up kind of quickly at the beginning. And then mm-hmm. it kind of had, like, a slowish middle. Not the whole middle, but, like, it, it definitely, like, kind of plateaued for a little bit. And then it yeah. kind of was like, oh, okay, things are happening. Okay, shit. More yeah. things are happening. Oh, oh no, we're I, fine, actually. Oh. No, everything's chill. Actually, yeah. like, calm down. Like, why are you forget? Oh, things are happening. No, we're fine. What's wrong with you? Like, Greta and her talking. boyfriend are just fucking in the yard. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> While there's, um, a, a, like, an animal hunt going on. Yeah. No, it's chill. It's chill as fuck. <laughs> I literally am not kidding. I didn't realize until I was at that part. I two, two of my pages were stuck together. I didn't realize uh-huh. because, like, when, during that part where, like, the the... Like, um, Oberlin Wolf is like having the like animal hunt or whatever that's going on when they're there to get flowers for Emmeline. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not kidding. Two of the pages are stuck together, and I flipped the page and I was like, wait, who Greta is fucking who in the what? What's going on? Who? Who? <laughs> Truly, Her? I, I literally was like, did I? I had to skip the page, right? Because we weren't, we weren't here. Yeah. <laughs> I must have missed something. A but also maybe. like the pacing of the book, I'd be like, no, nah, it's just where the book's going. Yeah. Like, it's just know, where we're at. I'd be like, yeah, I didn't miss anything. This is just like, that's on me. Yeah. I didn't get <laughs> it. me for not me. being smart. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I had some pages set to go. <laughs> uh-huh. I think the, you're right. The pacing is interesting. Um, the middle of the book, it does like chill out a little bit. So it's like kind of, Well, I feel like, so you have this, like, big dramatic Uh moment in, like, the, at the end of the part one where, so we've had all this, we've had all this buildup where she's been, like, so she just gets, like, spotted, like, on set. She's, like, near where they're filming and the director is literally, like, hey, kid, can you stand over in the corner? (laughs) You'll stand in the corner. Stand, like, take your shoes off, stand over there and look like you're, like, a like a poor kid or something. He's like, he's like an extra. He just needs like a kid in the movie. And she's like losing her mind. Cause she wants to be a movie star so badly. Mm-hmm. Um, she's eight so that, and she wants to be a movie star. She's like, going to be a star. Same. Um, and she starts to like, 
um, regularly, like get jobs and they get, she gets paid like what, like 10 bucks or something. Yeah. So just like be in the background eating an apple. Cause this takes place in the thirties, late twenties, early mid thirties. Um, and, um, but there's like all this like mystique around like the, like the director and like Mm -hmm. the movie studio. And like, there's a bunch of people who are like acting really sus and like all this shit where they're like, you have this like moment where she finally like has that meeting and he's like, well, I'll give you, like, she finds out that she has to give this person her, like her name. And then they, he like creates a name for her. And there's like all this, like, and we're like, okay, so this is like, that's when I feel like that's when the thing started to get like magical. Yeah. And so when you start to be like, oh, okay. Cause it starts, cause it kind of starts as like, oh yeah. When you become a movie star, you get like a stage name. Yeah. Okay, sure, whatever. That's normal. It's like mm-hmm. we're along for the ride. But then it's like, no, this is something else. Um, and so you have like this moment at the end of the first part where she is trying to come up with a name to give him, and she ends up giving him her sister's name. Yeah. <laughs> and she like can feel her sister's soul leaving her body from like the other side of town. <laughs> she I think it was and something like, like she's probably woke up oh. in the middle of the night crying. <laughs> Yeah, and she doesn't know she, why. She doesn't know why. Um, that's great. And then the next part starts, and she's like, "So I'm a movie star now." So and I'm we're like, famous. "Do we? Are we gonna go? Are we? Um, no. Are we gonna revisit that? Or no? We're fucked. Okay, no. sick." <laughs> yeah, she. I like that they did that little jump because I think it was kind of nice to leave a little bit of the mystique there of like, well, what happened with the family? And it's like, mm, mm-hmm. you kind I of think- know just like what's going to happen to uh, like between her and her dad, because mm-hmm. they already kind of explained that before that even happens with the yeah. dolls. Yeah. Um, And then I think, I think I just like kind of was worried that like she was still, I mean, she was like 17, 18 when that happened. Then that part happens. Yeah. Um, I can't remember like how quick the time jump was, but I remember being like, oh my gosh, she's still basically a child. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, she gets like pulled into the office cause she's 18. Right. So they're like, you're a woman now you got titties. So well, <laughs> like she, she was going behind <laughs> Jacko's back. Really? But that's basically what it was. Like he was but, yeah, trying they're to like, hold her until she turned 18. And she was like, no, I want movie money now. <laughs> mm hmm. And she um, makes, uh, I think she goes to that one movie. She was a movie starlet, I believe, who's, she cuts off 20 years of her life through mm-hmm. magic. Um, mm-hmm. And she she didn't say, specify where it came from. Mm-hmm. I think she said towards the, she said, I think she said it was like towards the end of her life is where she plucked it from. But it was kind right. of like when she was getting her hair cut for like entrance into the like, the two cent movies that she was going to as a kid with her uh, sister. Yeah. There's like a mysterious woman who was like, Oh, you don't have money, but I'll take some of your hair. Listen, yeah. kids, if you're ever anywhere and a person is like, Oh, you can't pay me. I'll give you, just give me some of your hair and that's fine. Don't fucking do it because it yeah, never no. ends. Well, you no. either get cursed and bonded to like an evil, like satanic movie production studio or someone's cursing you and your hair just grows forever and it never stops growing Mm -hmm. and you just have the longest hair in the world and you have to go find a special axe in the woods 
that only some birds can help you get to cut your hair because no other item will cut your is hair. Is this Rapunzel? This is from 10th Kingdom. Oh, okay. Um, I was like, um, is this? But I'm just saying, I've read enough sh- fantasy I know shit enough things and watched about enough medieval fantasy magic. stuff to know that you simply yeah. do not give a stranger your hair. No. Honestly, no, never. Unless you're donating it. Anyway. No, well, um, then you have an established relationship with the person. Yes. Do not give a stranger your hair. It is not currency. Stop not it. even your hairdresser. Don't give them your hair. They're keeping They're keeping my hair. I know they're it. They're keeping your clippings. <laughs> um, they're just making I a little th- stuffed doll of you. <laughs> I hope. That'd be, Kate would do that. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> they're witchy. I, I like the like random bits of magic, and I think that part was pretty cool. Um, and I, I, I just uh, I like the little bit of a jump. I really liked Greta. Um, I think I was wondering like when she was gonna st- like when it was gonna start becoming an, an LGBT movie, <laughs> if you will. Um, I was wondering like when it was gonna start happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said to my one manager today, I was like, you might like this book. There's a lot of girls kissing. <laughs> no. Um, but I was wondering when it was specifically going to become LGBTQ. <laughs> I was like, okay, you've been around these girls for a little bit of time. Who are we falling in love with? Listen, also, what are we meeting it James? takes people a minute to figure out their lives. Yeah. Also, it's the 20s. We yeah. can't just be like out and about. You like can't that. just be gay. <laughs> No, you really can't, is the thing. Um, <laughs> Gays? In my 1920s Hollywood? It's more likely than you think. Well. <laughs> Truly. The mermaid siren monster? She might be gay. Uh, <laughs> what? Me looking Carrie Grant directly in the eyes. <laughs> there might be some gays in the Hollywood scene this time. All right. Carrie um, Grant? Who's that? <gasps> Girl, you know. Very famous actor from the. <laughs> when was he doing stuff? My brain. Yeah, the thirties. He did a lot of Alfred Hitchcock Grant. movies. Um, okay, you, he was you very talk famous. About something, and I will find it. Cary Grant. You look at Cary Grant and tell me that that man was not at least bisexual. Um, Is it the chin dimple? Yeah. You gotta see him like act though. I mean, okay, here we go. <laughs> he looked like he could participate in some sword sword play, if you will. Oh my God, absolutely not! Not that. Um. <laughs> Can I post the picture? All right. I was excited when they start. You start like meeting the other girls, though. Uh huh. Um, because I liked when the book started giving like a you know more things to bounce off of. So it wasn't just her at that point. It was her like being introduced to this world through like the other like women that she was working with, I thought was nice. It wasn't just mm-hmm. like I'm going to sets and this is what's happening. Cause I thought that's what mm-hmm. where the book was gonna go. But we meet the other girls in the dorms and we, then we meet um is it Emmeline? I think that's how I was reading her name. Yeah, that's how I was reading it too. Yeah, I I love that she's described as like so beautiful, but like if she gets angry, it's like the most wounding thing. 
ever and it's a shame that like the movie studios won't let her be angry on on screen because it would be so wounding it would hurt too many people Florence Pugh too many (laughs) everyone would die and then the um what was the um the one male like movie star that she becomes friends with in the siren series he was friend shaped right (laughs) Oh yeah, I think so. Okay. I think, I think that that's was what I was like, like picking up on. Um, they had like we can have a marriage of convenience vibes. Yes, because yeah. I think it's like spelled out, but it's not explicitly spelled out in a way that's like yes, of course. Um, but mm-hmm. I think he was sleeping with one of the directors because yeah, there's a Santa Ana fires that happened in this book, um, mm-hmm. and it like lights the set that they're on like on fire mm-hmm. and he just decides to like stay back maybe he's like helping people like escape but he like i think just like disappears into the flames and dies and it happens like right after it's announced that he's like getting married and that his like partner was chosen for him mm. that sounds correct yeah i feel like i would do that too um i would love to yeah I would, I would just simply. I would love flames. to just walk into some flames. Yeah. Due to heartbreak, who knows? <laughs> just, to, just to be dramatic about it, you know. Just, just, like, just girly things. Just that's how you know he's friendship because he's fucking dramatic. Yeah. Um, I really to that. <laughs> shit, dog. <laughs> he's a Leo. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I really like the surrounding cast in this book too because I think it. She becomes, because she has to, kind of like this mean monster when she has to be, just based Uh, on the, you know, the environment that she's in. Yeah. And as soon as she's, like, with her friends, it becomes, like, a, like, completely different person situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really like that. I like the girls at the, is it the Pipeline, I think it was called? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Love them. And... I was wondering if something like one of those kind of like not a speakeasy, but like kind of situation where it's like we go here to be around people like us, like one of those like bars is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I love those. <laughs> love early aughts gay bars, like that episode of Broad City where Abby has a bar that she goes to when she gets blackout drunk. Oh yeah, and she becomes like a a, a singer. <laughs> she becomes like a nineteen twenties jazz singer. <laughs> Yes, I, I I like when books that take place in like a a time like this when they have something like that, um, because they're very interesting and it it is a bit of like historically like queer past to like in, involve um the underground like speakeasies if you will of like queer culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think is this the second book that we've read around about like this? No, the other one was nineteen fifty, right? Yeah, the other, uh, the Telegraph Club took place in like the 60s. Yeah. Yes, I was thinking of that club when we were reading this. I was like, <clears throat> are we going to get one of these? But um, I mean, the it was pu- like similar energy because it mm-hmm. was also, it takes us in Chinatown. Uh huh. Yeah, she's Chinese. She's ah. Chinese. And, okay. Um, and so is this character, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a second, I was like, yeah, because the one director calls her CK, which stands Ugh. for Chinese kid, um, which is better than what he probably <laughs> uh, could have yes. called her. 
um, still not good, but you know, better. Um, but I was like, wait a second, is she actually Chinese or is she just racist? Yeah. Um, both, why not both? Both. Um, no, I just think uh, it's interesting because there's definitely like a really strong history of Chinese Americans living in California. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, obviously, we've now read two like historical novels that take place pretty significantly different decades, but have mm-hmm. kind of dealt with the same shit. Like, yeah. it didn't really like, like easily confuse 1930s San Francisco, 1960s San Francisco. Cause yeah. 30, 30 years really didn't seem to do much. It actually no, maybe got worse. <laughs> I like that in this book. Um, and granted it, like, this is a little bit more magical than the historical, but it is like lightly historical just based on the time. It doesn't feature as much of that as um, telegraph club did. And that one, we, saw a lot more like, oh, the the queer club was fucking raided and it was a bad time. Mm-hmm. Versus like this one, it was like, we're aware of the club. We've gone to the club and seen you at the club, but you can t- continue to go to the club. We're just very aware of it. And by we, I mean the movie producers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think the strength that she has in terms of like, I know that this is the path I need to be on this is mm-hmm. like what I'm going to do is really admirable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I love that she went into it and she goes, I like knowing that she's very talented and that she knows that she can like do a lot if given proper, you know, roles to be in. Mm-hmm. I love that. She was like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it. I'm going to be the monster. I don't give mm-hmm. a shit. And like the mm-hmm. things that we always remember from horror movies are either, you know, the final girls or how, wild the monster was Mm -hmm. granted the movies she was in they weren't like horror movies but like i think leaning into being like i i think being a monster is just as memorable as being like the one survivor of something Mm -hmm. and i well that was really final girls is not like really a concept that i think existed until like 1980s horror anyway but Maybe 70s, because when did Texas Chainsaw Massacre come out? That was like the OG final girl. Yeah. I'm just Googling everything. All This whole episode is just me <laughs> just, Googling it's live things. editing. Welcome to live editing. <laughs> 1974. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I think that was really interesting because she was an ex- she's an extremely intelligent person. Mm-hmm. She goes into, she's like, I want to be a movie star. That's all I want to do. And she seems like very dazzled by the concept of that, yeah. but also like, isn't stupid. So she goes yeah. in being like, I'm going to be a movie star, but I'm also not going to do any funny accents. You're yeah. not going to get me being like some kind of like handmaiden. Like I am aware that I am an Asian person and that is exotic like quote-unquote exotic to the film industry yeah but like i will not be put into these shitty roles and like i will prove it to you that i can do Mm -hmm. more than that and also i'm not even gonna be like a damsel in distress i'm just gonna cause chaos which i really loved yeah i think i think her just being like you know what i'm i'm not gonna feed into your racism i won't participate in it i Mm -hmm. won't be anyone other than myself or you know a scaly siren mm-hmm. um i thought that was just like very interesting her setting that like that as like the standard and then being like well what are we supposed to give you then she's like find me a fucking role and i'll do it mm-hmm. i just thought that i think that's why she was like successful throughout i mean granted it's very difficult but like she's 
she's more successful than some of the other girls that she's working with. Um, and I, I think maybe because of the book is through like her POV, the majority of the time, I, not the majority of the time, the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, we do see like little snippets of like what the other people like went on to do with their lives. I think throughout, um, mm-hmm. cause I think we find out like what happens with Jacko at one point. Like, I feel like sometimes in the book, like you were introduced to someone and it was like 30 years from now, they're going to die in a fire. And it's like, what? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. There was like definitely <laughs> another part of the book that didn't really have like a sequential timeline when yeah. they, she would be, it's like, it's told and it's in, it's the story is not like, this isn't told through like flashbacks or anything like that. Yeah. I guess. But um, it is like established kind of that she's like thinking back on things. So she yeah. has like kind of their perspective. So when she like introduces people or meets people along the story, she kind of already like has the sense of how their relationship ended, mm-hmm. which I think like influenced a lot of like the conversations and stuff that they really yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, because it didn't like, I don't, and it didn't like spoil things. It wasn't like every time she met someone who was like a piece of shit, she was like, and then this guy's the villain of the story. Yeah. But she definitely like painted people in a specific light that you can kind of be like, okay, so like this is how she's feeling about them, which means probably mm-hmm. their relationship isn't necessarily good or like what it should be. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I think we may, Lesler, 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 um, Lesler Moore. You got to keep it out for Lesler Moore. Um, mm-hmm. who is Tara? Is it Tara? Grub? I'm forgetting their last name, but they ha- they also have like a stage name, if you will, to be a writer. Um, because mm-hmm. God forbid a woman is a writer for a movie. Um, in this time, <laughs> Nar. But um, we meet Tara after like. I want to say a good portion, like way through the book. Um, mm-hmm. And we meet Tara, who I think is from the pipeline. I think that's how they meet each other. If I remember mm-hmm. correctly, I remember meeting them and I was like, okay. Um, So like, it's, are you going to be like the end game for this? And then like throughout the book, they pepper in like how the different relationships are. I'm like, wait, are we going back to Emily? Oh no, mm-hmm. it's Greta. Oh no, it's not Greta. Okay, it's Tara. It's not. It's Tara. It's not Tara. Okay, um, and now we're running through the fire to avoid Tara. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as as one should. Yes. As one should <laughs> run through the forest fires that are happening to avoid your your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. 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 But yeah, I I thought the characters that she meets were very interesting. I liked reading things from her point of view. Um, and I, I really like this author's style of writing as well. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to talk to you about the ending of this book when we're not recording. <laughs> so people will actually read this. Uh huh. Um, because I just want to know your thoughts. No, I really like this author's like style of writing. So I, I feel like I would absolutely love to read something else from them. Yeah. Um, and I really liked this character. Um, I would love to see the, Siren Queen movies. I feel like they would be. I want to see the movie. I just want to see the like the makeup because I feel like the way that she describes like the 
tail and stuff she wore for the scenes and so i was just like i want to know what it fucking looks like probably looks sick so sick truly right and the many different kinds of tails that she wore throughout it so good um again this is this book is like less than 300 pages it's like 370 or 270 i want to say um Mm -hmm. and I think this is a pretty good read if you're looking for something like a little bit more challenging. Um, uh-huh. I had a good time reading it. I think <laughs> the pacing just threw me off in terms of like, oh, we're we're reading into the future. Okay, we're back in we're back in the normal. T- okay, uh-huh. I think I just always get thrown off when narration goes twenty years from now when the forest fires, and I'm like, where <laughs> we we know this now and and in this time period we know the future. I sometimes just have a hard time doing that with books. When it happens in a TV show, I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's being read to me by a narrator. It's fine. <laughs> and my brain doesn't have to work for itself. Girl. I'm dumb. What can I say? <laughs> Stop it. No, um, I think that was... I always have to adjust to different books and how the ways that they're written, especially if I'm so used to reading YA books, and then I have to read adult book. Ooh. And then I get a book that's for adults, and you go, adults, oh, my brain too goes. many pages. Who said that? Who said that? It's, it's not even too many pages. It was less than normal books. That's what I'm saying. Um, but the reviews for this book, like on the back, um, I think are really great. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Publishers Weekly, there's NPRs on the front. Um, Nevo is a master. Um, and I would, I'd be very interested to read the other books that they put out. Um, especially like if there's more LGBT characters in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, because this was, in, it was great. It was this community of women. Um, love them. Mm-hmm. Even the moments when I was like, oh my God, stop. I really like them. <laughs> Stop it. Stop that. Get some help. Had an enjoyable time. Did you like reading uh, this book? No, I liked it a lot. I think it was a good <laughs> I thought you were saying no. Me. I was like, oh. No, I hated it. It sucked. That was um, worst. <laughs> no. no, I think it was a good break from like our usual because it really wasn't focused as much on like any relationship necessarily the character yeah. had. It was kind of just like this is a lesbian doing stuff and here's she's doing things. And it's a lesbian like, in time when electricity also does exist, but also isn't <clears> always there. <laughs> yeah, but like um I feel like we tend to read stuff that's like this is a book about two characters falling in love and also other things are happening around them yeah but this was very much like this is a character that's doing things and also she's gay but that's irrelevant really she's gay and um, doing things and <laughs> she's gay and doing things but she's, she's doing, things doing things first <laughs> yeah um but doing things come first no, but I think it was good. I, I would recommend if you uh, want to get down with some um, fantastical realism and yeah. can read a book that's a little bit uh, in another world and just kind of mm-hmm. like go along for the ride. Yeah, I I honestly had a great time. I agree with what you said as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't wait to talk to you afterwards um, about the ending of the book. I think that's everything I have. I think- <laughs> Oh, those are my notes. Those are them's the notes. Them's the notes. Them, they's are the notes. Oh. Yep. All right. Well, 
The book we were talking about today is the Siren Queen. Well, it's just Siren Queen, not the. It's Siren Girl, Queen. Girl, you're just throwing Sorry. in. Articles. I'm just making up my own book. You can't just be saying things. Can't just be saying things. <laughs> the book we were talking about today is Siren Queen by Nevo, and you should absolutely go out and get it. I believe it's a newer book too. Let me see. I believe it came out this year. Yeah, first edition, twenty twenty two. Um, it came out this year, so if you're looking for something new to read before the year ends, I think this would be a great addition to your library. Um, but yeah, go out and get it. My name is Brandon Patrick. That's Sophie Green, and you've been listening. Hey. <laughs> Did you just say gay or hey? I said hey, but I mean, <laughs> gay. Wow, gay, gay. And you've been listening to the Superlit Podcast. Fucking okay, outro music. Let's go home. <laughs> yeah, truly, it's Christmas. Let's go. It's Christmas. Let's go home. <laughs> <laughs>